0: All right, this is the Conversation, Cannabis, and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host, and we have two special guests today. We have the CBD chef, Mary, Mary Adams, out of Florida, and we also have Florida cannabis advocate, Hilary Ferrara. How are you ladies doing today? Well, actually, let's start with Mary. Mary, how are you doing today? Well, every day above
1: ground is a good day, so that's how I am.
0: <laughs> right
1: on, right on. Yeah. I think um like many patients and many people these days uh, every day above ground is a challenge but every day above ground is some there's something to be appreciated so we try to stay in that place of gratitude
0: gratitude is is it's huge you know it I know what you mean and it sounds simple and it sounds cliche sometimes but I am uh, I'm I'm gratitude is something that is I'm on my mind, because I'm raising three boys, my three boys, Mary, and I'm trying to teach them about gratitude also. So yeah. it's, it's just kind of funny. And also uh, uh, a point uh, appropriate for me to hear you say that right now.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's really a, uh, a state of mind, I think, right? Um, there's a lot of therapy that talks about um, gratefulness and gratitude and a lot of, Um, ADHD therapy, PTSD therapy, um, depression therapy is all about coming back into the present, right? Being present. And so in that being present and in that state of presence, right, there is this awareness of what is around you, right? Because that's part of the therapy is take a look around you and identify the present room that you're in and find gratefulness and gratitude in that this is a light and I can see it right or I am in a room with closets or this is outside and I can see a tree or a leaf or right so it takes you out of that place and that gratitude transforms that episode or that experience by bringing you back into the present and so I think that that's as we are all patients right patients with a t um I always encourage everybody to have patience with a C with each other
0: because both are critical.
1: Yeah.
0: Sorry, go ahead, Hillary. I mean, go ahead, Mary. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you said you're right because patience with a T, everybody everybody needs help. Patience with a C, everybody needs time. Well, we
1: forget also, you know, I mean, every life is hard. Life (laughs) is freaking hard, 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 hard. Everything is so expensive these days and everybody's so spread apart and pulled in so many different directions, right? So it's easy to be stressed and depressed and overwhelmed. Um, And then our options for food, which should help feed our bodies, right, ends up being quick and easy crap that just hurts us and pollutes us and continues to bring us down instead
0: of help lift us up.
1: Well, mm-hmm. we're going to get so, into that
0: too we're going to get into that later on we're going to get into that later on yeah, so it's a up.
1: process yeah it's a process you know it's all a process our growth our journey is a process and as long as we recognize that and that this current moment that i am in is as great as any other present moment then in that thought it takes me out of where I was and I become present in the knowing, right? Mm-hmm. I am here.
0: Right Absolutely. Right so now nobody else I can see that. this, but I'm watching because we have video and I don't publish any video, all right? So I'm watching Hillary not in agreement with Mary, with what Mary is saying. So I'll take it from, well, let's go from here. Hillary, how are you doing? And then we're gonna circle rack around, don't worry. We? We're, we're gonna get into what you've been doing since the last time we spoke, Mary. But Hillary, how are you doing today?
2: I've been amazing. Today has actually been amazing and phenomenal. Um, just as Mary is saying, in that state of mind of just gratitude and blessed uh, to see another day, to have um, the opportunity to collaborate with amazing minds uh, in the cannabis space and being able to show up for um, the plant and the patient. So I am on cloud nine today. I'm very thankful. I'm so aligned with Mary is saying. Um, it's truly a blessing to be here and to be alive. So, thank you for having us.
0: Amen. I agree, and thank you for thank you for accepting the invitation too. Thank you. So now the la- um, it was January, February, like I was saying. We then since the last time we spoke, since the last time I did an episode with Mary. So, I want to catch up with Mary on what she's been doing since then and what she's got planned for the rest of 2022, and if she wants to share anything about 2023, and then we'll do the same thing with you. Okay, Hillary sounds good all right all right mary so what's been going on since uh what did we do i think it's january i mean i remember your mother's been a while your mother passed in the end of 2021 i think because we were going to yeah november
1: present.
0: yeah and, yeah. and it's then, almost a year well wow. yeah. yeah and uh and we and i remember i remember exchanging emails with you and, yeah and uh you were very you were very open to, to talk about these things right after the passing of your mother and I yeah, and that's a pretty, fine, not, right? everybody's, not everybody's able to do that right after losing a loved one. So I thought that right. was, and plus, while we were recording, Mary, when we were talking about all this stuff, you're like, well, how deep do you want to go? And I was like, okay, Mary digs this stuff. So go ahead, you know, Mary, what'd you been up to? That- I would say,
1: I would say, I would safely call myself a recovering Christian. Who has a wide world view. Okay. Right. Because I am very much a believer in creator, great spirit, God, if you choose to use a three or a four letter word, right? So, but all of that is a love and love spirit and energy that lives within all of us, right? And so I find more and more in current society that a label of Christian or Christianity might not be what many heartfelt Christians feel or stand for. And I feel like um, the majority of the loud voices don't represent the general compassionate people that i know however as overall religious structure like anything you know um things have happened and it's not the church i grew up in doesn't exist or what i grew up in believing doesn't exist for me personally okay um and even recently, I was at a dinner a few weeks ago, and there were eight or 10 women sitting around a table, right? And we were at a restaurant, and we were all from different backgrounds. Cannabis was the one thing that brought us to the table. We, we were all of varying backgrounds, many of us recovering Christians, right? My ex-husband used to say he was a recovering Catholic, but it, for me, it goes further than that because the structure of what people want you to think versus... A personal relationship with a creator
0: is a much different thing. Right? I agree with you there, hundred percent. Right, um, and that is that is
1: just like cannabis is a participatory medicine, right? You have to participate. You have to pay attention. You have to see what's working for you. You have to notice mm-hmm. the terpenes and the cannabinoids and the flab, the flav- flav- flavonoids, You know what it is, Hillary? Whatever, <laughs> what's that word?
0: You know, and cibinoids, so bioflavonoids,
1: bio flavonoids right so you have to know and you have to pay attention to your body and you go oh my god i had that one-to-one flower and i'm not as high as i normally am but man my neck pain is gone let's write that down right so participatory medicine so i feel like a relationship with creator god Uh, the universe, whatever word you choose to use, right? Great spirit, wherever that leads you, because it's just a word to describe the universal great feeling of pure love in its finest form, right? Um, When you get to that, all the religion stuff falls away and it still has to be personal, right? Because no matter where you go in the Bible and what you're looking at, it comes down to a one-on-one hmm. Right. One on one. You're praying, you're talking, you're communicating, you're relating and relationshiping mm-hmm. with Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit or creator or great spirit or the universe or Allah or Buddha or whatever that is, because Christianity is one of a gazillion relations, you know, religions of the world. And so but there's something and I don't know if it's just American Christians that are this way. Or because I have, I mean, I've traveled a lot, but I've never spent an extensive period of time with a Roman Catholic Christian in Rome or in Italy or in London, right? But American Christians and fundamental Christians in our country seem to feel like they have a monopoly on what religion is or what it needs to be or what it needs to look like for everyone. And so back to the table. So here we are, all of these cannabis women together to talk about cannabis. And the server leaves the table and a woman at the end of the table reaches out, holds her hands and says, let's pray over lunch. And I get where the heart came from, right? Because that's her tradition. Yeah. But at that point, there were 11 other women at that table that were all of a sudden completely uncomfortable in whatever their religious position was because this was what was expected of us, because that was put out. So there isn't an awareness inside the church or inside of structured Christianity, how it could be more acceptable to those of us that are recovering from our experiences within a church or with our experiences with religious hierarchy Um, or even the politification of religion.
0: (laughs) So there is a-
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to be- No, that's all right.
0: That's all right. right, But
1: that's where our country is right now. We have an election in November that can literally decide the fate of our country, decide the fate of women and all women and all kinds of other things. And it's really, really important for people to know in their heart, who they are, and what that relationship is, and to make that decision a personal decision, not because someone somewhere else told you that that was what you needed to do.
0: And the funny thing about I mean, you brought up the elections, and and because it is, you know, it's in the midterm elections, and it's like you know, we're this is obviously the conversation, cannabis and Christianity podcast. So these things are these things are politicized, just like you said, they're politicized, and and uh, and. That's when it's it's, everything can be weaponized. And that's what that's what gets kind of discouraging about the things that you really like, because you see something like that you you really believe in and you see people treating it in a certain way. And it's kind of like, yeah, you know, that's not what that's for. But
1: Jesus turned over the table at the temple, right? Threw those guys out, turn the table over. What are you doing? And I feel like if he was here, that's what he would be doing now. Because what are you doing? You know what you're doing? I grew up in the church. I sang in the choir. My mother was a church secretary. My father taught Sunday school. And that did not eliminate all of the horrible, horrible things that you could imagine that could happen to a person, all under the guise of religion and all of that. So there is a real disconnect within. Community, right? Of, I think I think modern Christianity has an opportunity to de- to actually define itself based on principle and purpose.
0: I get what and you're on love,
1: and on love, right?
0: Yeah, and you know, you know, it's pretty cool, Mary. Is that is that you've been? I mean, I don't know all the details, and I'm not asking you to share them. But obviously, there's been some hurts, and here you are still recognizing that there's something there beyond the material, beyond the
1: way. How can you not, how can you not? Oh my God. I can remember going out West for the first time and looking around and going, I don't care who you are, but how can you not, how could you possibly deny the existence of some master creator that can do all of this, right? Palm trees and pine trees and sand and waves and, the desert and the ocean and the mountains that we can't even get as high of, and the—I mean, come on! Like who in who human could imagine any of all of that? Right. So they're,
0: and, and, and this rock is know, spinning around the sun.
1: Oh my god! Even rotating
0: if you take, <laughs> as even it if spins.
1: Take, even if you take and metaphysics it, to its base, right? Metaphysics, you go into Fibonacci sequence and nature and the rhythm of nature and the connection of things. Um, you know in quantum physics I mean it uh, and none of it denies uh, religion right or a right to religion or a right to believe that and so where science and religion have always conflicted now there's actually opportunity for a spiritual marriage right based on love and truth and saving the human race. Cause let's face it, if we don't do something soon, our planet is gone and our kids got nowhere to live. So
0: mm, we're going to get into that too. All right. Now, hold on. What you got going on with, with the, uh, with, with the products you got in here. CBD uh, chef. From Mary.
1: Oh God. Did I not take up the whole? Well, I got,
0: no, control. you do we got time. I just don't want to make me. I don't want to make Hillary wait too long. That's all.
1: <laughs> I was going to say I'm really tired.
2: I, I, I was going to say I can listen to Mary all day. I love her. Well,
0: that's she what she got real going real on real with real. With, uh, with her culinary products. Because that was yeah, the first episode. It was it was all about well, it was it was about this type of stuff we're talking about too. Like- well, we're
1: changing the world, right? We are um, we are a pioneer. I'm gonna own it now. All right. So we are a pioneer in trying to help people understand the value of raw cannabis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The raw, fresh leaves, as well as the dried bud prior to decarboxylation. So that has THCA, CBDA, and CBGA, all of which have their own healing properties completely outside of what the decarbed bud can bring you or do for you. There have been extensive studies on soldiers who are already deeply into a cannabis routine done by the London School of Pharmacology, and they added raw cannabis. And because it's a bioflavonoid and it's absorbed in your body differently, the study showed that it increased cannabis's ability to fight inflammation and pain by 30% or more. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the spice blends that I created all have raw cannabis in them. It's raw hemp bud, all grown by a co-op of about 10 or 20 different farmers here in Florida. Right. So um, we like to help our farmers.
0: Right. I dig it, and that was and that was the other part that we really talked about too: is you working with the local farmers in Florida. You Have to. Yeah, it was cool. There I are
1: mean, community, right?
0: Yeah. I just
2: want to add too, Mary. I was reading that um, CBDA also. I think. I mean, you could correct me, but I believe it absorbs in the body eleven times more than yep. CBD, which yep. was absolutely mind blowing to me.
1: Right. It is to me too, and the testing that's been done now on the big fan leaves within 30 to 45 days of harvest are showing four milligrams of CBDA or CBGA. So two of those chopped up in a salad in your smoothie in the morning can be a complete game changer for everybody. If you've got IBS or issues with stomach, intestine, Crohn's, blood flow, heart flow, Adding those raw cannabis leaves is huge. Currently in Florida, there are only two licensed farms. Well, now three. Uh, licensed well now farms. Three. You
0: shrug your shoulders up with a smile. What does that mean now, Mary? What does that mean?
1: Um, well, I'm working with the most amazing girl. Her name is Shelby. Okay. And she has a farm in Sanford. And, um, she and her husband are just absolutely fabulous. They have this most gorgeous daughter and a horse and just all this land. And so we are working together, like some of the leaves on some of the pottery have been from her farm.
0: Okay. Some yeah. So some leaf- of the pottery stuff you've been posting.
1: Yeah. Some of the leaves gorgeous. are also from high moon farms, which is my friend Adam and his partner D who D has just finished making four different varieties of a hemp Goliath tea that I'll have at the Mount Dora, um, cannabis festival
0: so that that's november
1: we have Tea, yeah first weekend in november saturday and sunday the sixth and the seventh i think
0: all right so, so in addition you got- to the
1: spices we have tea
0: so so you got some teas you you're working with a local florida farmer yep gonna- working with yeah.
1: local female potters right on and
0: yep. anything about you got going into 2023 that you want to share with people
1: um we're about we're about to sign a really big deal that'll take us national right on congratulations mary snapping my fingers (laughs) so that's all i can really say for now that's perfect uh, that's
0: all right that's all right
1: 2023 is um really looking amazing and i don't give up on your dreams don't let (sighs) the cannabis community is full of people that like to tell you things and like to make promises and like to make commitments. But there are very few people besides the other woman in this room um, that mean what they say and say what they mean and show up. And so no matter how many people tell you they're behind you or offer to help you and then when you ask, they don't help. Don't let them stop you from living your dream. Don't let them stop you or take your passion or the importance of your voice away. Because Mm -hmm. every single person that has had a cannabis experience that has changed their life can change the life of someone else by only telling their story. They don't have to say anything else. All they have to do is speak their truth.
0: Right on, right on. Thank you, Mary thank right. you for having me uh, we're not done yet we're, we're gonna get to hillary and then we're gonna talk about other stuff too <laughs> all right hillary so what do you you we uh we recorded in june i think it was right
2: yeah yeah yep, absolutely
0: so how you been doing What's yeah. how was your summer
2: it was really good i got to spend it with my stepdaughter and my family summer is where i really truly uh disconnect Uh, and just submerge myself. And so it was beautiful, a lot of love and memories that happened. And um, there's been a lot of changes too, with since the last time I've been on here. And uh, one of those being I'm confident in saying now um, that I am an advocate or a cannabis advocate, and also work in the tech world. And so really coming into that and embodying in that Took a while and uh, to be able to stand here and say that and feel it is awesome. So I'm really happy and continue to just grow and see what the universe has planned. So.
0: All right. All right. And, and what do you got going on for the rest of the year? Anything you want to share about for the rest of the year or for the rest of anything for 2023?
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, a friend of mine, Darian and I recently created a woman's collective. Um, and we have named it Conscious Consumers Collective, Um, and it is a group of women that's intended for friendship, empowerment, and just growth, Um, and so for the rest of the year, we have events lined up uh, for the women and meets just so we can bond, um, have adventures together, and lift up each other's brands or any businesses we may have in any way we can, so um, really just becoming more conscious in this world. Um, And Mary uh, has played a huge role in that for me, you know, Um, learning that being conscious isn't always just being aware of what you're visually seeing, but, you know, dropping into your body before saying yes or no to something, or like she's taught me while I'm grocery shopping and looking for foods instead of just making a list and grabbing what I think I'm going to need really, truly going in and feeling and dropping in my body, um, and where I'm doing that. So there's a lot going on. When you say dropping, what do
0: you mean by that?
2: Um, really just taking a second for yourself, just stopping and taking a moment and asking yourself, you know, is
0: impulse or reaction, or am, am I really thinking about this or is this, uh, impulse or reaction from habit? Is that what you're thinking? Correct.
2: Okay. Yes. Yeah. That sounds what also, I thought you were thinking, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. But also too, listening to your body, let your body take you to what you need. Um, and Mary heavily can speak to that. Um, but it's something that I've definitely learned from her and have been incorporating in my life and hope to see others as well, because it's, it's been amazing.
0: Right on, right on. Okay. Now, is there anything you got going on into 2023 that you want to share with anybody? I mean, are you still with Relevant? Are you still doing Relevant?
2: Yeah, I'm still with Relevant. It just really took me a long time to, that's why I was kind of saying, like, I'm able to really stand here and say, I'm in the tech world, but I, you know, I'm advocating in the cannabis space as much as I can, because for so long, I uh, identified with being in the cannabis industry um, and having to let that go and really release it took some time. But um, that's kind of what I meant earlier. Uh, But yes, I'm still with Relevant. Things are amazing. Um, We've had a lot of different structural changes and a lot of amazing things coming for 23. Um, Just like Mary, I can't really speak to much, but super excited for the opportunities that are ahead and what's going to happen, Um, not only in the cannabis space, but for people to use their voice and not feel like they are going to be censored or um, pushed out of the room. Uh, we see that a lot around different topics, whether it's music, plant medicine, politics, um, and we want to encourage a safe place to have a conversation um, without discrimination and just truly being aligned with what our community guidelines are. So,
0: right on. Now, Mary, are you, are you two both doing? Mary, you still doing your your uh, your podcast on on relevant, right?
1: I'm not. They uh, did some cutbacks a little bit with local while they were working on develop further developing the software side. It was more like in the beginning, we were more of a beta test to see, you know, well, my ex-husband used to work for AOL and they would always roll out the beta test. test Okay, so we were like the beta test in this local market since relevant is local. I mean, they're here. So it was a great idea that Hillary had to use local talent. And so for like Pablo and me to be able to have a platform to speak a little bit. And so then when we got to the place where it became time to switch from podcast into video and then further on the backside of what they needed to develop, um, the best way forward for everybody was to end the beta test and then move forward with like um relevant 101 right and so now that 101 has been proving what it is now in 2023 there's all kind of awesome things that are coming okay
0: up. <laughs> that's cool all right right, on. <laughs> right on.
1: um
0: okay right on all right so let's go ahead and get right into it we, we kind of got ourselves into talking about florida stuff so you you were i contacted both of you because we're in the state of florida obviously and this summer or well yeah it's about this summer um there was an emergency vote that was written. It was the ability to do this emergency vote was written into the law that produced the marijuana medical, medical marijuana patient program here in Florida. So they can do these emergency votes. It's not, it's not anything that isn't known. It's just, it's one of those things that they put into it and, and yeah. they being the legislators put into it. And they voted this summer to uh, restrict or cap, whatever word you want to use, the amount of non bud someone can buy over a 72 day period, rolling 72 day period. And all these rules, I'm keep up with them because I'm kind of like, they just, you know, I, I, I go to the dispensaries and I talk with, with the people, the tenders, and there's, and I can tell they're fed up with the bureaucracy. And, but a lot of, there was, for some reason this summer, the lot of dispensaries just seemed to really tense. And now it seems like they're just a bit more. I don't know what it is. They're
2: overworked.
0: But they're yeah, overworked.
2: But- they're underpaid. They're
1: exhausted.
0: Too much flour.
1: Everybody's got too much flour right now. There's too much flour out west. There's flour everywhere.
0: Okay. Okay. So so I not, 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 <laughs> so hold on. I was gonna say I, I can tell that a lot of these bentries are short staffed. So I got I, I get the overworked part, right? So they're short staffed and um I, it's I not thought-
1: for lack of talent. It's for lack of hiring and lack of training. And they don't hire cannabis people. They hire people that have never been in cannabis. And some of them aren't even patients. So it's incredibly frustrating for a brand new patient. Imagine you're an elderly patient or even a middle-aged patient for the first time coming in and trying to get accurate cannabis information. It's one of the things that Hillary's fought for for so long when she worked for Cureleaf. And then after just in the industry in general, mm-hmm. having this option for patients to have an actually trained person within a dispensary that can help them through those initial processes and actually get them what they need instead of. And not only that,
2: you know, I mean, hiring someone in the state of Florida at $13 an hour. Seriously. Under right under 40 hours or 40 hours. And then to barely survive and make it in Florida. You have to make 40,000 a year and that's scraping by. So uh, it, like she said, it's a lack of knowledge. It's them hiring retail uh, associates to come in and handle it they like they would at an iPhone store or like a clothing right. store and then underpaying. And it's, it's, it's really sad because we could have very amazing people. And I'm not saying that these individuals aren't amazing, but we could have people that have been with the plant and know the plant and love the plant be in there. So I just wanted to add that in because there's so many different factors that come into that.
1: Very true. And it's not like the profitability on their end isn't astronomical in this limited um, vertically integrated market that they and their lawyers and their rich friends create. I mean, there is no way they already finally offered a minority license and for these guys to get the license, they even took money from out of state people. So, you know, so now there's this whole, I mean, that could be a whole podcast about this, yeah. what took so long to get this minority license and then what it actually is and who these people
0: actually are. So, I, I don't know anything about that one. So, but, so,
1: that ball is in your court, babe. That's a whole call, Mariah. <laughs> That's a whole podcast.
0: Right, all right, all right, all right. I'll take it it out. I'll take it out. Hillary
1: knows because, you know, honestly, the licensing process is so restrictive with what is required for you to be able to get a license to grow cannabis in Florida anyway. It takes out all but maybe 1%, half a percent of people. Maybe less. It's ridiculous. And now there's an initiative for home grow and legalization um, on the ballot for 2024 to change the Constitution that True Leaf is putting big millions of dollars into. Then there's the home grow initiative where there's money going into that. So there's all kind of new initiatives for Florida while we're still fighting what you brought up, which is a patient's inability to get the amount of medicine they need.
0: So that, how has that been impacting? Let's start, let's go start with Hillary. Hillary, how's that impacting you? Has it impacted you? Um, at all? Or how's it Yeah, anything?
2: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's impacted me emotionally, physically, and mentally um, from being a patient who has multiple routes, a part of their regimen. Um, you know, I don't just use one route or method for it. I was on many prescription pills and I came off of it due to the routes that were offered. Um, and so, with that being capped, it has limited me. Um, and it's very frustrating. And then, of course, my passion and my heart come in for the community. And I just get fired up, um, you know, because. We, you know, there's so many patients that are worse off than I am. You know, what about the five-year-old girl with the brain tumor on her head that needs the high milligrams or the RSO dosage? Um, And so it's been heartbreaking. It's been emotional. Um, Our veteran friends are
1: suffering heels.
2: Correct. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So it's disturbing. Uh, I have a lot to say around it um but it has absolutely impacted me
0: okay so um on the uh on the outreach side and the the people that you're seeing I I don't know I certainly want to ask you about the personal things if you don't want to share anything like that that's perfectly fine I'm not prying at all
2: I'm an open book open book
0: (laughs) the the impact on the the impact on this on the people side how are you how are you uh getting in touch with that like what that how that is, uh, coming Yeah. Across.
2: So, um, we have a Florida can Florida cannabis network action group here in Jacksonville. Um, and, or I'm sorry, Florida, I apologize. And, um, they're amazing advocates. They've been in this space for a long time. Um, and I've had many conversations with Maria and one day she called me and she and just was Maria? like, she was, she has stepped down from the vice president position there, uh, but she is still, I'm, I'm not sure what her uh, under- title, I don't know what her title is there now, but um, she's amazing, heavily involved, has been for a long time. She's an OG in this space. For sure. um, she was definitely in reached out. Yes, correct. She, she reached out a few times throughout the years uh, to get me kind of involved. And finally, I really just. I was ready to start to learn more um, because I was so upset. And even though I didn't have an agenda, I just knew what was wrong and what is right. And and this is wrong. And if I knew my voice was going to make a difference, I was going to get involved. And so I did. And um, one of the things that we did is we went to Tallahassee um, and had been trying to get signatures from patients and people in the state of Florida to roll back on the limits so we um, got about seven hundred signatures. We went up there and were able to stand uh, with a press conference with Nikki Freed um, and her speaking to rolling back the limits. Um, and it was definitely an experience. And
0: she, she's running for a, she's running for office, right? Or she is in office? Nikki, uh,
2: she's um, she's so she's actually the head of agriculture of Florida, agriculture commissioner. Um, yeah.
0: Current.
1: correct, correct, yep. yes. But she won't be as of November. She, yeah, correct, and yes, what Mary said.
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty problem. You got the current. Uh, what was it, Secretary of Agriculture? Is that the time? I think
1: she's the Commissioner of Agriculture. Commissioner, I mean, Commissioner. That's, what it was. that's Yeah, right. I think state was that's
0: yeah. her title. Commissioner yeah. of Agriculture. Correct. That's uh, that's pretty cool to go to the to go to the capital with you guys. That's pretty cool.
1: I should see yeah, the video. We- it's awesome.
0: I saw pictures. I did see the pictures that you posted, Hillary. I was like, that's pretty cool. Right on.
2: Yeah, it was an experience. It was nice to, first of all, for me, it was about the plant and the people, right? And meeting these OG advocates, the ones who have been feet on, you know, boot on the ground since day one and have made a difference in our um, market. Um, You know, (laughs) we see a lot of people who complain um, and want more and more. And it's definitely understandable, but there wouldn't be any changes or any type of movement without these individuals. So, um, you know, It was, if I'm being honest, I was a little disappointed to see only 700 signatures. Um, I know while that's also a celebration uh, in my eyes, especially, it kind of hurt me a little bit um, just because, yeah, I mean, there's so many patients. There's so many people in Florida that may not have medical medical cards, but they have a family member or a friend that suffers and is using cannabis. And so to see all of these likes on these posts I'm sharing, trying to educate.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: there wasn't really a lot of resharing or what can I do to get involved or how can I help or not even really signatures. And so it was, I signed it. I, signed it. I signed it.
0: I signed it. I signed it. I can't remember which one of your platforms I signed it on, but I signed it. I gave it more than a like, Hillary. That's- I gave it more than a like.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not about the likes. It's about making
1: a difference. You mean, but and I get what you're
0: saying. Participating in something.
1: Yeah, yeah the cannabis <laughs> space is really big like that, right? Because everybody will show up for a festival, but there were seven people with Nikki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there and were 800 maybe... signatures, and we have how many, you know, how many hundred thousand, how many, you know, how many patients we have, Hillary? I'm sure you know. Yeah. Probably, I think it was 400,000 something, almost half a million patients, right? Already. Maybe more. I don't. I don't know, and I haven't looked at the number recently. That hasn't been my platform. Yeah,
2: it was. It was definitely something I had to move through, uh, yeah. and then be like, okay, it's okay. It's, it's going to be okay. Like, there's other ways that we can get this out there and start to educate people and let them know as well. But it definitely was something to move through. Um, it was a little discouraging, but I am going to continue to educate myself um, and only give parts of myself to. This side of things because it really can be draining. Um, but I'm thankful to be able to be in this space to be an advocate and a voice. So very
1: blessed. Pick wow. your battles. What's that, Mary? Pick your battles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like when all this stuff happened with him, right? Each of us has a gift, each of us has a talent, each of us has a passion. And it's not the same for everybody. And in the beginning, when hemp got really hot about five or six years ago, it was all, oh, you make all this money and everybody go be a hemp farmer and all this stuff. And people that weren't hemp farmers went to be hemp farmers. And I just kind of was like, I already know I've killed more plants than I would care to admit in a room full of growers. But um you know, <laughs> so I made a decision to stay in my lane because that's what I know, and so I could educate or participate right educate or participate because either one is important because like hillary said signing up and showing up is half the battle right um yeah you know so those are ways that we can all participate and there's room in cannabis for everybody it's just a matter of i think oprah said it best one time she's like look you guys there's already an oprah So you don't want to be an Oprah. What you want to be is a you. You want to be the best capital Y, capital O, capital U that you are, right? So our job as a community is not just to support a Miguel or a Hillary to be the capital Y-O-U that you are, right? Being true to who you are in your space and what you're offering, right? It's up to us to support that and encourage that instead of trying to put people in a box where they may not fit or into something that may look like it's right for them. Because people need to know there's opportunity. I mean, there's everything from basics and tech to everything you could possibly imagine. So any career that exists outside of cannabis exists within cannabis. And if it doesn't exist, you can make it and create it or figure out what it looks like. And right now, with a number of states that have legalization, including states like Oklahoma and Michigan, where you can not only grow for yourself, but you can do what's called, I think it's like compassion grow or something like that. Okay. And so you can grow for others. Um, you can grow a lot of my friends that are in Oklahoma and in Michigan are growing a 100 or more plants. Because they're growing for care for others or on behalf of others as well as their own plants. That's not here and that's not ever going to happen here.
0: I'm um, going to hold out because I think that I, I'm, I do you were talking about the leaves and, and the, the CBDA you said that was in the leaves and that's yeah. so I'm like you got to have a plant to get the leaves and I can't grow a plant in the state and that's what I'm kind of like you have connections with farmers because of because of what you do for your work and, yeah. and so I'm like man I, I really want them to pass home grow because yeah. that that would that would change.
1: Oh, it's a game changer in Florida, but it takes yeah. money out of their pocket. So I don't see that happening right now. One of the things that they're talking about with Home Grow and one of these new initiatives is that you would have to buy your clones from the dispensary. So that would be the only legally licensed way for you to they get to to their seed. So I saw that was something that I think Mariah said, but Hillary may know more about what that looks like.
2: Huh. I'm just saying it's a disaster.
1: In my right. eyes, but- uh, right. I mean, oh, my God, we already know. You know, we've all seen the mold on, you know, forget about it, right? I mean, I can tell you for sure that a lot of my hemp farmers don't buy seeds or clones from any other people that grow here. They get they get seed and grow their start from seed instead of starting from clones. Because then and they Miguel,
0: Yeah.
2: And Miguel too. I definitely encourage you because I mean you can definitely grow hemp you can yeah, definitely encourage to grow you up. to exercise yeah exercise
1: you're right and grow mm. hemp. 35 bucks baby 35 bucks for your um nursery those, license. for yep, 35 in bucks for your backyard
0: huh. that
2: might and you can get those nutritional leaves like and Mary is talking about I
0: actually I haven't because I just I just I heard don't... that you can't grow and I was like all right well that's the end of it
1: yeah, you can, <laughs> no I absolutely because uh um, okay I, we sell them
0: Right on. Right. I said, well, that's and I figured you may have done that because of the connections you had with farmers. I didn't know it was I didn't even look into growing hemp in Florida because because uh, I'm not that good. at. at, I don't have a green thumb. And and that's that's that is that is something that I got to work at, because when they do make it legal, I got to get that green thumb. I got to have that green thumb. (laughs) And you can
1: always adopt a plant, you know, reach out to a grower, find out. And there are growers in every county right now, about half as many as there were last year, but they would happily grow a plant plant for you, uh, properly dry and cure it for you. And you can come and pick it up and then you can pick your bud and use your leaves or figure out a way to come collect the leaves as the trimmings happening throughout the growing process.
0: Right on. That's cool.
1: I encourage you find a local hemp farmer. It's a very easy thing to do.
0: So you just send to do an internet search and say uh, "local hemp farmer in Florida." Right county, on.
1: I go, but you can go by county, and it's okay. listed uh, in the, at the Department of Agriculture.
0: Right on. See, yeah, this you is have why, to have a
1: license to be a hemp farmer.
0: This is why you two are pros at this stuff because you are <laughs> pros at this stuff. I mean, it, it's it's it's, it, and I can see why. It's. It's a funny thing that these things have. I mean, I don't. I think this emergency vote happened because it's election season, and you know, you, you pick a time of the of the year that most people are are out, and I mean, out like schools out, like summertime, right? Mm-hmm. And people are doing stuff. People, are, and we're during the school year. People are, are traditionally more, not traditionally, but because of the school system and the way the school system's, it's become that. It's like this is the tradition fall marks the end of uh uh labor day marks the end of summer and now all of a sudden football season is in full swing and we have this money machine generating for fall winter and spring and then school ends and then we have the summertime and when you 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 put an emergency vote in the middle of summertime it's kind of yeah none of us are going to be around to, to to pay attention people may be seeing some things on on social media platforms but but what are they going to do? You know, it's like it's, it's it's not going to hit as many people. Hillary, did you want to say something? It
1: really fast, too. You know, they split it in. They used the executive order that was in existence um, for other stuff to give them the right that the legislator, you know, the legislature kind of built in the back door right for them to be able to do that. Okay. But they're not my doctor, so you know, uh, I find it interesting that legislators are now in charge of a prescription and a relationship that should be HIPAA protected between a doctor and a patient. Right, Hillary?
2: No, definitely. I mean, I was going to say, Miguel, like, just like you said, it. I believe it was definitely a political move and a fear tactic. Okay, let's roll out with these limits, um, and scare the shit out of everybody. Okay, now we're going to roll out with this initiative for legalization. People see legalization, they get excited. They don't read the fine print. And then you go deeper and you start to see what's in that fine print and how restricting this legalization initiative really is not only for the patients, but for other opportunities for businesses to come in, Um, how the fact there is no real social equity and the big cannabis entities that are talking about social equity are Uh, lobbying this. Right. And this is not, it's not, this is not, no. So Absolutely agree, one hundred percent with that. Um, And I just wanted to make that comment.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a load of crap, is what it is. (laughs) It gets me me fired up. (laughs) Well, you know, you have to remember that people have worked long and hard to get off of opiates and have patients' abilities not to be dependent on opiates and opioids for pain, and now you've just taken away for high dose patients, you know, like a lot of our veteran friends and then serious illness friends, cancer patients, you have changed the game for them and taken away their ability, you know, to do that. So, so it's fear, it's make
0: them fearful their so boat. Um, I was gonna say something. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt either one of you, but I had a couple of things and, and the, the opiate part of it is is a big deal too. And that's, and that's where it's kind of like, hmm. I didn't, you know, it, it's, there's two parts of it the opiates part. And then also, it's kind of like talking with, with Oren and Oren Allen. I did an episode yeah. with him. I think it actually, Hillary, you're the one who recommended I talk to him. Yeah. And you said, hey, just. Yeah.
2: So
0: I reached out to Oren. And, and he's not, and I also did a uh, recording episode recently with Mike Robinson out of California. And yeah, we I were talking something Great. cool. And uh, we were talking about Biden's announcement, right? President Biden's announcement. And, and he was saying, you know, he, he's, he, he understands exactly what you were saying in terms of the fine print and what this actually does. Yeah. But at the same time, he was also very optimistic because the president of the United States of America just said that they're going to start changing course. And when we were talking with him, I was like, yeah, Mike, you know, what really stu- stood out to me when I heard him say that was our... President Biden said our failed approach. For sure. So now I get, I get, I completely agree. You know, I am on board with I am on board with how behind that statement is, right? But I I, I brought this up because the optimism that Mike was really trying to key in on. I actually did another episode with a guy in Romania, and he was born three years after the fall of communism in romania and when the farm bill of 2018 passed he started a business because romania has a rich history with hemp and he deals with all kinds of stuff and the and 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 it's part of their it's part of the nation's culture and history but my point is is that the president farm bill passed people on the other side of the world are taking action right president biden says this people are taking action things and this is where this is where i pointed to this is why this is why i pointed to orange point because i can understand what he's saying too and it's it's frustrating because people have been waiting for so long oh god and, and and that is the part where it's if do you get something passed that can be improved or do you does the fighting cause the bill to not even get passed to begin with <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah. this, this is the fighting stop all all motion completely or or the disagreement i should say because whatever fighting disagreement or and this is where this is where i'm kind of like yeah i get it you know and this is where mike really did remind when i was talking with him the other day i was kind of like hey you know what mike you are absolutely right and he th- when he said that i was like wow it made me think of yonutsurus Rus in transylvania romania who owns this hemp clothing company called Deonescu. i love it and and that guy was like, yeah, that they passed that farm bill and we went to work. We started our business. It's kind of like, wow. And they're on the other side of the country they're on the side of the world. Right. So I, I completely understand like the, 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 yeah, it's a bit too late. People have been suffering and I can, and here's, and this is where I can say, um, so my mother, she, she is on a lot of opioids and she's in the state of North Carolina and she cannot use marijuana. She can use CBD, but here's the thing. Because of that, because she sees a pain clinician for for her conditions, they're like, "Yeah, you can use CBD, but if you test, if you run the risk of testing positive for THC, they they scare you. This is a scare tactic, right? So, yeah, so basically what... you can't do any of that stuff because they threaten to pull all the, the pain medication off her, and right. and that's where that's where I, I agree with the opioid part that you're talking about, Mary. This was kind of like I can yeah. and. And, and at the same time, I'm kind of like this emergency vote, that's kind of like, yeah, I, I, that, that did seem kind of dirty to me because it's kind of like uh, that, that affects people. And it's right before right before the time of year where people across the country and the world come to Florida to escape yeah. pain, to escape yeah. pain, mm-hmm. literally.
1: Well, they didn't care about the people in their districts or the patients that exist did you get a call from your representative to see how you felt, how they felt? You know, did you get a call Hillary? I
2: I got phone calls from physicians that I used to deal with asking me for help. what do I do? What's happening? Because they didn't even know they just got, yep. Panic, sheer panic. Then I'm hearing from friends and people I love that are within dispensaries. Again, sheer panic now dealing with, patients that are upset because they are in pain and they need their medicine and they're taking the brunt of it. And it was really ugly on all
1: fronts. Oh, it was bad on the front line in the dispensaries. Plus if you work with a budget that you've already figured out how that works for you within your budget, all of a sudden your budget doesn't work within your weekly allowance that messes everything up. And especially for a lot of fixed income people, um, You're right, and that's, it, we're talking
0: about seniors. Seniors, f- seniors. Are, there's a right. lot of seniors that are on fixing. It
1: made it incredibly difficult um, for them to maintain the routine that they had finally figured out because, you know, because of budget okay. and because of the the new restrictions, and then just trying to figure it out, you know. And a lot of people miss that first week, still trying to figure out what was what. I mean, I argued for two weeks on Facebook with people about what you could do and what you couldn't do. And mm-hmm. I called my doctor and God, I mean, Brad's OG cannabis. She's like OG cannabis in this country, not just OG cannabis in Florida. And I'm like, I read Mariah said, I you can put in that I can have four ounces at my house. and. <laughs> Um, and I want that in the maximum of every freaking thing that I can have. And he was like, okay, I'll do that. And, but he's like, all I've done all day long is field calls from patients.
2: I was going to say, and in like, you
1: have good doctors, right. That are willing to do that,
2: but also this is more work for the physicians, more time. Now it's more out of cost pocket for them. And so for them to raise the price or charge an extra fee, it is understandable. It sucks. But also too, for a doctor not to, that not to do that is amazing because now they really you can truly see where they are ethically with their patients and how they're wanting to help and where it lies for them. So you do have physicians charging again, because it is now extra steps. It is more information. They have to pay their people. And you also have physicians who are able to be in the position To not
0: charge, right? You know, I want to, I want to, I want to switch gears real quick. Still within the, still within the the area of healthcare, but are you seeing or hearing anything about people or entities or 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 businesses or healthcare companies or whatever preparing for federal legalization yet? Are they Are they still kind of like thinking in this temporary state that we're in right now? Because it will happen. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like he went on. International television, the president of the United States, and said, Yeah, this is a failed approach. So th- they're starting to walk it back publicly now. And this is why it's kind of like, that's why I just say that because things won't stay the same. Everything changes all the time. And yeah. I'm just curious to see if there's anybody on the health side or on the farming side that for Mary, in, in the context that she has, where you guys are seeing people starting to prepare for that. Because there are people preparing, <laughs> there are people preparing for federal for sure.
1: Well, they've been preparing for since day one, you know, I mean, you know, when Mary was making brownies on the streets in San Francisco in 1960. So we've all been preparing for legalization all our life, right? Well, you know what
0: I mean, Mary. You
1: know, and the tide is definitely turning for sure. I think it'll probably be just a rescheduling, right? Don't you think so, Hillary? Correct.
2: Yeah, correct. So
1: that's the movement, right? The current movement right now politically is just a reschedule.
2: So it's not oh, sitting next to heroin and fentanyl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <If I'm laughs> exactly. Closer to alcohol and tobacco, you know. Yeah. Which isn't still isn't right. But, you know, let's face it, we didn't get everything we wanted from Biden, but it was a beginning. At least we got a possible beginning of rescheduling. What? That was, was what a, I took. It, it was a it. beginning. We it, have to start somewhere and we yeah. have to find gratitude in what we got. Correct. And then figure out what those next steps are that take us to what's best for us, right? A lot of people are moving states because yeah. of the way things are in Florida, right? Uh, but that happened in the beginning with Colorado.
0: So are you and- saying people are, When you say that, you're saying you know people that are leaving the state of Florida to go somewhere else or are coming to Florida? No, they're
1: coming here. That's numbers. numbers.
0: Now, now, are you thinking, I know the state of Florida had a lot of people come in from the pandemic because of because of restriction reasons for the COVID-19 and everything. I also think that it's like having a medical marijuana program for the state of Florida, You know, things just really aligned well for the state. Now, I'm not agreeing with all the political moves. I'm saying when you look at the pandemic and you look at all these states that were restricted, and you have this state, Florida, saying, he's, he's saying, okay, we're going to keep it open as much as they can. People, people wanted that because they didn't like being restricted. And then you have a medical, you have the same state that's considered conservative with a medical marijuana program, flawed as it is, and it is flawed. It's, it's, it's really interesting because Florida is in a very, a, a position that is, pretty uh, you know it's always considered one of those states where if a president's going to win it they got if a president's going to win an election they got to have one of those states that stuff isn't set in stone but it's always one of those hot political states and it's it's really strange to see when you when you were saying did you get a call from your representative or did, did you and it's it's i'm curious to see or ask you to The people that you work with and talk with, farmers, patients, doctors, is there, I mean, is there really a, a movement to interact and engage with legislators, elected officials, or those running for office? I know it's happening, I'm just not sure, because it seems like, you know, Florida's one of those states where it's like, it's conservative, but it's so wild. I mean, this state is crazy, just like every state, right? but to label it a state liberal or conservative, I get it. You know, there's the, the, the state laws and policies all factor into that. It's just, uh, I don't know. Florida seems like it's in a transitional state. It, it, a, uh, not, it's a transitional stage, I should say. I know there's a lot of people that want to make Florida, California in terms of like,
1: well, the, they all the, live
0: here now. <laughs> it, well, you know what I mean? In terms of like the, the shell, like the superficial idea of like, we want it. and that's where it's kind of like it gets it gets all this politics gets really confusing and people get really <clears throat> bogged down into it. And and that's the nasty thing about it. And that's where it's kind of like, mm-hmm. but you have to we have to engage in it, right? We have to participate in it, like Mary was saying. It's like you have to participate in this in this system that we're living in, or you don't have to. You, have you can
2: only give so much though. And that's kind of why I, earlier I had stated. I've learned to only give so much. That space as well, because nice. it is draining. A lot of it is bullshit, right.
1: <laughs> and it's frustrating. Find what's important to you? Yes, and in that those space,
0: and then learn thing. how to,
2: and then learn uh-huh. how to cut it off and do the mm. rest. Because for me, I was it's like hard. absorbing it, and I was like, "Oh my," you know, like it's just so much to take in. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah politics can do
0: that when we talk about politics it's like we could go on all kinds of avenues it's like we go down all kinds of avenues and it it, and in the end i think it pretty it would be pretty much fruitless really because it's politics it can never do what we want it to do it's just a system that we use to try to help us get what we want to do and that i'm saying we like humanity but it's not even all humanity like we, we could start parsing it down like that it's like well (laughs) <laughs> democracy is the best thing out there but it's also flawed right so let's transition to this mary when we were talking in january and february because i want to get away from politics i'm sorry i do want to get away from it i know i know it can it can get it, it's funky. it's heavy yeah well heavy. you know it, it it's why I'm not here's the thing here's i think thing. a lot of people want to help and then, when it comes to running for office, running for office is a pretty big deal, because now you're opening yourself up, and and you're you're also saying you have solutions and and answers, and and you have these abilities, and we need people in there with good hearts. You know, you need you need men and women in there with good hearts, and that's the kind of heart that we want to encourage, right? We want to encourage the good hearts because. I don't think I'm going to run for office. Hillary, you going to run for office, Hillary? No. Mary, Hell you going no. to run for you going to run for, you to run for elected office, hey, Mary?
1: Me? Um, uh, I might run for dog catcher and just not go catch any dogs. You know, something like that would be kind of cool, right? That's but an appointed yeah, position. <laughs> uh, well, you know, they often say that the only way to change the system is from within. Mm. You know, and so. I'd like to go back to my previous statement about people need to go with who they are and what they know and where their sphere of influence is because there are people that are those people that are able to be both a thick outer skin and an inner fluffy marshmallow and know how to turn that be that political person have those conversations there are those people and so Mm -hmm. we need those people we need those people to stand up we need all the people that love those people to support them so they can stand up for those of us that can't Uh, or for those of us that have tried and found that someone say that's not Although it seemed great there's just no way that i could possibly do that because it does just for me it just sucked the life out of me and i um And so I remain so grateful for people like Jody and Josephine and Maria. And um,
0: these are all, these are all people who, who are, I don't know these names. And so um, but you two obviously do.
1: Most of it's Florida can, uh, because they were with um, Kathy Jordan when they were, they were with her. They helped her. I helped take care of her were kind of, not in the lawsuit, but as support with her and in the room when she got the news that she was now able to grow her cannabis and smoke her cannabis um, in Florida. So very impactful and have continued to have relationships with senators and congressmen and have impactful opportunities with legislatures and legislators, Uh, impactful conversations, direct research funds, help create bills and legislation that move the cannabis needle forward they keep an eye on things in Tallahassee to let us as cannabis people know what's happening whether our right you know we actually had a small small window where we had the petition that Hillary said only had 800 signatures if we had had enough signatures we could have that petition would have gone to the governor for him to change that rule and mm-hmm. paid is this the same vote
0: that you were talking about, Hillary? The same, the yes. same. Yeah. Petition? The same okay. Yes. Yeah. So now I get that yeah. there was more weight to this petition than, than this is why you were more discouraged about the number of signatures than people were there because I get it now. That makes more sense. We had a
1: chance to fully change everything and only 800 out of 400,000 patients. I mean, I know that's an arbitrary number. We could probably
2: and and I've learned to be positive about it too right and at the end of the yeah. day it might have just not reached a lot of people too and so instead of letting it completely discourage and me be done and walk away I took I had to view it from a different point and I'm going to continue to learn and be able to break it down for people to understand and see what I can do to get it in front of more faces as well because it takes a village we need more people yeah. And like Mary said, in different areas where it aligns with you the most.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's cool. And not exa- and not and not not wearing yourself out in the wrong ways. And that Correct. sounds funny because there's some times where it's kind of like, oh boy, I'm really tired, but I gotta do this because somebody's counting on me and you do it. And then there's other times where you're kind of like, maybe I've overextended myself, maybe I've put too much out there, like I've obligated myself to help X, Y, Z, 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 all the way, you know, it's like ABC, you know, it's like, wow, this list is really long. And I've seen people wear themselves out with that too. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting. It's I- like, you know, it's uh, when you were talking about fixed budgets, Mary, and like um, daily routines and stuff like that, they can become really comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They can either, I don't know, it's, it's funny because uh i i was hearing the word complacency yeah, a couple of days ago and uh no it's just the other day and i was wondering what this person meant by complacency so we were talking about it and then it was kind of like okay and sometimes those things are subjective right it's like mm-hmm. so i know some people can 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 do the routine for a long time like for a long time and then something disrupts the routine, it's either they either have the fixes in place because yeah. they've anticipated them, or they're so they're so uh so unplanned for that that it's a disruption. And uh yeah.
1: well the recent storm down south is a perfect example of
0: that. Yeah. And but here's the thing. It's a, so that's a good that's thanks. That's a that's perfect, Mary. Thank you. Because we know those storms come in Florida, right? We know they come every summer they're coming, but it's a risk we're willing to take and when it comes to this life it i think it's it's so hard to stay to stay the same it's so hard to stay the same it's kind of like to accept the fact that you are changing all the time and that so is everyone around you it it makes things a bit different that perspective right and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh as we're going through this conversation, it's been fun. It's been a really good time. <laughs> it's been a really good time. We've been trying to, it's good. I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out with the three of us and uh we're three people living in Florida, doing all this stuff. We have our own lives. We're in different parts of the state, but we've connected. You and Mary know each other and I connected with each of you and here we are doing this thing. And and it was cannabis that brought us together, and and it was also conversation in Christianity, the podcast that I invited you with, and we've all had experiences with religion. Mary said she's a recovering Christian. Now, Hillary, I remember you said you were raised in a Pentecostal church, right?
2: Correct? Yes. Yeah.
0: I heard you say the universe earlier. So I remember when we when we finished our last recording in June you still believed in a, in a higher power, but of some sort, but you weren't sure you, you, you basically, it's not, it's like the experiences and in, in, that you had at growing up in, in a denomination made you turn, turn away from it. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's funny because Mary, I've never heard, that saying before recovery christian i mean like i'm like damn is that aligned i've never that is so funny um because i i resonate with that um again being in the church and um still believing there is a higher power and a creator and i do call my higher power god um universe both um you will hear me say universe because i have learned that um, vocabulary reaches out sometimes to certain people or can broaden and reach out to a lot of people. And so um, when I say universe, sometimes I'll follow up with God, whatever you want to call it, because um, I believe that Mary's higher power and your higher power and my higher power are, are one and the same. And I believe that that's just how I've always viewed it. I think that there's different religions and teachings that people will be able to relate to and take from. Uh, But at the end of the day, that relationship that you have and that prayer and those times and those moments all come back to the same higher, higher power that we all connect with, so.
0: Right on, right on. All right. now I got totally. I thought you were gonna keep going because I was I was waiting for you to carry on there. Hillary, really, I wasn't ready to start talking right now.
2: <laughs> no, I can definitely keep <laughs> carrying ahead. on. No, I was, I was yeah. like, wow,
0: that's because so uh. let me ask you this. So what do you what what is your understanding of Jesus? Because I think that's where a lot of people, whether they're in a denomination or, or outside of Christianity, he is the one as he said he's like this is my drink this wine in in remembrance of my blood of the new covenant and uh so what's your understanding of him now like now that you've stepped away from from the denomination and you've you're at where you are right now
2: i don't know if i can really answer that uh I don't know. I, I don't think I can answer that, honestly. I mean, that's a really good question. and It's complex. Um, it's all right.
0: If you don't have an answer for it right now, that's all right. It's no problem.
2: I don't, but I'm glad you asked that. And I definitely, that's something I would, you know, think on and live in. I mean that, you know, obviously we were taught, you know, the Holy spirit, Jesus and God and all those things. But again, it's like in my mind, I just keep going back to this one source. Um Yeah, I don't think I could answer that
1: the way I would want to right now, so.
0: Okay, that's cool. What about you, Mary? What do you think?
1: Well, we know historically Jesus lived as a human person
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because there's evidence of that in the writings of Josephus and of Eusebius. So as a human person, we do know that Jesus existed, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of that, We are dependent upon writings of people, many of whom never knew him personally. Um, So I think that similar to God, I think a relationship with Jesus and a concept of who Jesus is, is a very personal thing. There are people that are Catholic that truly believe that they are receiving the holy blood and holy body of Jesus Christ, right? I mean, and that is a very serious and very holy thing to them. And I would never in a million years want to take anything from the sacredness of that away from them.
0: And what's interesting is that they still, when they use wine, but many denominations do not. So, but the Catholics do have that one particular belief about communion that you just said, like when, the bread becomes the body literally and the blood and the wine becomes the blood, but they still use those, the wine and the bread, the bread and the wine. Right. But that is a unique difference between Catholicism and other denominations.
1: Well, you know, let's face it. The Bible doesn't say Jesus turned the water into grape juice. So precisely. Yeah. You know, and so, based on Catholicism, the history of it, what it is, I wouldn't expect it to be any other way, right? Because that's who they are. I mean, they are incredibly structured in who they are and what they are and what they do. And if, if yeah. there's anything that we know about Catholicism, we know that that exists, which is why Protestantism exists <laughs> because of the structure of Catholicism, right? Right. Um, We can also talk about the days and months during the Council of Nicaea, where they argued about how to figure out body, blood, Jesus, and then the many, many thousands and millions of Christians on one side or the other of the argument about body, blood, and really Jesus or really not. There was a huge uprising, I can't remember when it was, in the Netherlands and in Northern Europe, where one sect of Christianity were killing. And I can't remember the Baptists were killing them or they were killing the Baptists because it was this big thing about whether this really was the body of Jesus. I mean, so there's been a whole lot.
0: People doing crazy things because people doing it.
1: (laughs) So I, I, so honestly, I think that um, if communion is something that's important to you, just like prayer, just like however you want to frame what that looks like for you that's very personal, right?
0: Yeah, you're. You know, I, th- I think I agree with you completely because I I think the same thing on it too. It's it's a personal relationship, and yeah. and and uh, as we're talking, of course, I'm thinking back to our per- our first recording that we did too. So I'm remembering some of the details that you were talking about there too, and I should probably have uh, expressed that earlier. But yeah, I, it's it's a personal relationship, and that was what was cool about our first recording is that is that you you understood that, and you're like, yeah, this is this is a personal thing. It's not it's not a it's not a you get in the demographic and you're good,
1: right? Well, it's like a cannabis experience, right? You can put ask Hillary. She, how many people were at your event this week? Like twelve or fifteen, right? Yeah, third. I had thirteen ladies. Okay, so in that thirteen lady, there wasn't a single one of them that had the same experience, right?
2: Correct. Yeah, <laughs> right? that was awesome.
1: Right. So as diverse as that circle of people were as is diverse, everyone's religious experience, right? And some good, some bad, some non-existent. Some people grew up in the church. Some people never knew the church, you know? So then it again becomes, for me, it's amount of respect. Like I respect everybody's right to do what they want. And at the table of the 12 women, instead of reaching out and holding hands, I would have said, I'm going to take a minute of silence to give thanks. Mm. And then that gives everybody the ability to give thanks in their own way. And so in my mind, I say, thank you for the farmers and those that work so hard to provide this. Thank you for the life of the animal that gave its life so that I might have chicken or fish or beef for lunch. Thank you for all of those that worked so hard to provide this to me and the servers and those that are working in the kitchen that prepared it. So those are my thank yous, right? Maybe different from her thank you, but it would have given me a chance to have appreciated that moment of gratitude instead of thank you, Jesus, for this and that. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Well, I kind
2: of like that's something I kind of... Oh, go ahead.
0: That's all right. Go ahead, Hillary. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say really quickly, and that's, you know, it's funny you bring this up because that's something I really kept in mind for my collective. Us women are getting together. We open up with um, just closing our eyes and taking three deep breaths and really just grounding um, and being appreciative. And then, of course, we end it and people are aware that there's a little prayer request box. If that's what calls to them, it's a line, they'll make their way over. Um, instead of kind of being in your face
0: with it, so yeah. So now, Mary, when you're saying you're talking about the prayer, when you're saying instead of saying uh "In Jesus' name, Amen," you were you were talking about like, are you talking about like this, like the the personal side of it? Is is that's I'm trying to I'm trying to understand the way you, I mean because I I can I can picture a setting like that because I've been in them too, right? <laughs> <Thank> you, <Ray. laughs> I've been right. in them too.
1: We're yeah. having a Christian conversation here, right? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and so i guess what i'm talking about is um is the opportunity for everyone to open their mind to the place of personal religious space
0: i guess are saying you, right the person, because the person i would never have held prayer. my
1: hands out and- all right, ladies, I want to give thanks to Creator Universe and Great Spirit and let's bang our knives on the table. Let's get up and dance and light some sage, right? And we'll do this Indian prayer and we'll sing hallelujah and, you know, ooh to the west and the winds of the east and holla holla to the directions. I mean, you know, any of the people at that table have their own religious belief that they could have reached out and restricted Mm -hmm. the rest of the table, Right. But none Mind of us did, right? None of us did.
0: So we're circling back to the beginning, the front end of this, of the front end of this recording, to a story guess, that Mary's right? talking about.
1: I think it's consciousness of right. We live in 2022, in a very diverse universe and a very diverse culture. Mm. And I speak from a person that grew up in a church, and I get the purpose of wanting to include people in that. And the assumption that you're sitting around a table of women that you think have something so much in common with you that you're just assuming we're all going to uh, yeah. be comfortable doing that.
0: That's, it's just, it's, it's, I get what you're saying there. I understand that. And so
1: all and I'm asking for like, as, as you share your podcast, right? Because you reach people. So this is an opportunity for, it was an opportunity of education for me because I was kind of so shocked by it. I sat there with my eyes opened and noticed that about four other women were sitting there with their eyes open too. So I know that half the table or more were affected in not a positive way in what could have been a very positive experience. And so I remember when I was doing sales a long time ago and I was in South Georgia and I was with this girl at lunch, I had taken her out to lunch, you know, business stuff. And so she said, I'd just like to take a minute and give thanks if that's okay with you. And I said, sure. And, you know, and I was waiting for the reach across the table and the prayer and all that. And it didn't happen. She just bowed her head and said something for a minute. And I thought, well, what a nice way to honor what you feel Mm. and not require me to participate. Right. So to allow me the space to either not participate at all or to have my own thanks and and my own reverence in my own way. Mm. So I'm just asking that maybe that become part of the conversation. As Hillary said, you know, she was getting ready to sit with a a bunch of, you know, women, a group of women, 12 women in our society today. You don't know where they come from or what their experience is, good or bad. There's a lot of religious trauma, um, especially with women. And so... In and situation. the age group
2: difference, too. You it's, know, we had yeah. women there, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 60s. You know, yeah. we're all so yeah. diverse and come from so many backgrounds. We had two women from Israel come and yeah. join. I mean, it was really cool. So, yeah, yeah I'm so definitely that, with that.
1: I'm going to take a moment to give thanks. So, you know, and then you put your hands together and you bow your head. And then whatever that looks like for you is not requiring anybody else to do anything. Mm. Except to just allow you that space.
0: Right. On. Right. All right. And we're going to wrap things up. Can
1: you do that? Could you What's do that? that in a group of men like that? Like if you were sitting at a group of, at a table with a group of guys, right? I'll
0: tell you, I'll tell you what, because here's the thing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't share this stuff because I don't, I don't like want to try to tell people like, this is the right behavior. That's the wrong behavior. Cause it doesn't, then that can be yeah. fake, right? That's the thing right. about it. That's why. So when it comes to that stuff, when it comes to prayer in public and stuff like that, it's like, you know, uh, it's a personal decision, right? Mm-hmm. I'll put it like that. It's a personal decision. People are going to do with it what they want, whether they're Christian or not. Because I've seen people of all types of faith pray in public, and that's yeah. fine. It's, it's. But I get what you're saying. When somebody's like, "No, I want you to do it my way." And I just want
1: to add to and it was
0: it's a little, I mean, I've had people say, Hey, can I pray over you? And in their religion, and I'm saying, sure, I don't want to be offensive, right? So that's where it's kind of like this is why I don't want to prescribe a behavior or a, or an answer for that, because it's kind of like you know, situations are change, they change what's going on inside of you, and what's going on inside of the person that you're talking with at that moment is gonna be different than what we're going talking Correct. about right now, and that's why I don't want to say like, yeah, but like I do this and I don't do that. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes it's yeah. kind of like, you know what? Hey. You guys want to pray? Literally... No, you know what I mean? Sometimes that's what people are waiting for. You just kind of like, and then you don't, you know, I've had that happen before. I've had people say, yes, I'd love to pray. And I have people say, no, it's all right. And I'm saying, that's cool too. No problem. So and that's yeah. why I don't want to prescribe that kind of stuff, but you know, it, and then, and then we've, I've made a rule that there where there was no rule,
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: you know, so well, no,
1: I'm not looking for making rules. What I didn't mean that. I didn't is, imagine,
0: I mean like you, Mary. I meant like for me. Opening, yeah, for, the, for
1: me. opening the dialogue, right? Opening oh, the okay, mind, right? All I'm looking for is an open mind to the possibility that everybody at that table is not the same as you.
0: Okay, so are you asking me like like, like that question? Of course, yeah. I thought you were asking me to like take a stand with my podcast and do something like that. <laughs> That's what I thought you were asking me
1: to do. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, I get No, but that's what the conversation is about.
0: Yes. Yes. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And,
1: And too, uh, Miguel, like you had
2: said, some people one day might do something and not the next. And again, like it's this conversation is so aligned right now. It's insane to me. I'm like just smiling ear to ear because I'm not kidding you. Uh, My mom surprised me Sunday and we went out. I can't, I cannot tell you the last time I remember taking someone's hands and like praying over my food like I would have years ago. And what did I do two days ago? I literally took my mom's hand and I said, can we pray? And it happened. And I haven't done that in a long time. And so, like you said, some people might do that sometimes in their point of their lives and not. I I feel like it comes in waves sometimes for individuals that are recovering Christians, as Mary calls it. it.
0: For all Um, people, I think. I think there's no shortage of opportunity. For all
2: people. Yeah, correct. So, um, but yeah, I think, mary's point of view just being i really again conscious of those around is what she was trying to get at.
0: that's cool no i, I and i agree and i agree and that's that's a respect thing too and that's where it's kind of like you got to respect people you know and it's a strange time right? it's a great time to be alive but it's also a strange time to be alive <laughs> lights mm-hmm.
1: charm
0: lights shine darkest or sh- lights shine the most in the dark right yeah mm-hmm. It's kind it's of the
1: opportunity to allow everybody to be their best self, right? Yeah, yeah. Their true, authentic self, which is what it's really all about anyway, right?
0: And I want to ask you how we can get a hold of you, each of you. So start with Mary. How can folks get a hold of you? How can they find your stuff and how can they reach you, Mary?
1: Um, www.myculinarycannabis.com.
0: <laughs> www.myculinarycannabis.com. Right. On. Yeah. And you're on, you're on Instagram facebook
1: uh yeah instagram facebook linkedin twitter you know everything
0: You're doing TikTok? Everywhere. you doing the tiktok account i got one but i don't
1: uh, not yet but i could probably use a social media manager if there's one out there that wants to come play
0: i only ask because <laughs> i want to make sure people can reach you wherever that you wherever you are oh seriously you know, I'm sh- well, sure you're about to, you you said, I mean, I, I'm, I, I heard this national thing next time. I was like, I know it, you said your, your things are looking pretty cool. And I was like, hey, that's good. I'm very happy for you. Very happy yeah, for um, you.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, again, don't give up on your dreams, no matter what anybody tells you, no matter what people say. Hillary's a shining example of, um, you know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And so you just... I learned it right. from the
2: best Mary you
1: just, <laughs> you just rise to the occasion right so yeah you know so that's what we do
0: right Absolutely. on, right on. Yeah. So how about you Hillary? how can people reach you
2: um people can reach me on LinkedIn with my first and last name or you guys can find me on Instagram where I talk a lot about conscious living and my collective um and it's going to be evolving underscore Hillary. So you can find me there.
0: Right on, right on. Well, thank you very much, CBD chef, Mary Adams and Florida cannabis advocate, Hilary Ferrara. Did I get it right? I got it right. Yeah. (laughs) I I was wondering, maybe when you, before we hit record, I said her name wrong and it made me, I started thinking, how long have I been saying it like that? I hope I've been saying
2: it. (laughs) All good.
0: Thank you very much, Hillary and Mary. I appreciate it. This is the Conversation, Campus and Christianity podcast. Love you all.